You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magnum Method Podcast, and I am very fortunate to sit down today once again with myself. I'm excited for today's show. This is part two of our Q&A. I posted pics. I asked questions. I asked you to ask your questions. You responded with some great questions, and I'm going to answer those questions today. But before I get into your questions, I wanted to thank everyone for the amazing, amazing support. Honestly, guys, I started a podcast because I wanted to more or less tell my story, uh, provide support to other people who have been through similar circumstances that I've been through in my life. And um, the the support, the listening, people who have listened in, tuned into the show, it's just been crazy. And I'm blown away by it. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. I, I wanted to have all of my friends on the show, athletes on the show, anyone in my circle um, that I appreciate, I wanted to have on the show, and I've been doing that, and I'm going to continue to do that. So I promise to keep delivering um, interesting, insightful, um, amazing people on the show. I'll interview them. I'll continue to do that if you promise to keep listening. So, you know, this content is free. So the only thing I would ask is that you tell a friend tell a like-minded uh, individual, uh, pass the show link on to them, and comment and leave some feedback because I'd love to hear it, really. So I'm going to get right into it. Part two, Q&A uh, with yours truly. Mark, being a fellow New Englander from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, I like some memories uh, from there. You're moving, you're moving from there and thoughts on going back. Well, he's from Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm from Fall River, Massachusetts, which is very close to each other. And my memories growing up in New England are great memories. I was raised by my mother, Pauline. She was incredible. Uh, I have an amazing older brother, Mike, and just an incredible support system in all of my family. From my cousin Chris, my cousin Craig, my cousin Brian, Lori, my cousin Michael. My grandmother, uh, Patricia, my grandfather, Ray, my other grandfather, Abe. It was an incredible time of my life. I had so much support and so much, so many good people around me, you know, trying to keep me on course. Um, but what, what I remember most is, you know, the summers in Tiverton, Rhode Island, on the water, on the beach. My family was by no means wealthy, but... We loved spending time together, and they were kooky, and they were crazy, but it was some incredible times. I talk about people who genuinely love each other and genuinely care. I miss that very much. They were uh, all special people, and I know they're looking down on me and um, hoping that I can do some good in this world, so I'm going to continue to try to do that so I do miss New England it's a great place and I'd like to go back someday 
maybe even if it's for the summers we'll see mark what advice do you have for an upcoming personal trainer i'm currently in college and i'm majoring in human uh physiology so my best advice for a young trainer number one i'm stating the obvious get the very best education possible that's par for the course number two there's something special about a coach who understands people if a coach can understand people and i always say this to my staff and my team of trainers who are outstanding by the way i am fans of all of them they are superstars because they are incredible people they crave knowledge and they go above and beyond every single day i tell them in every meeting we have once a week we have a meeting the ability to communicate effectively the ability to become a well-versed communicator becoming a world-class communicator this is everything we get into personal training because we want to change lives we want to save lives we want to improve people's lives but i don't care how good your skill set is i don't care how good your programming is how good your facility is if you don't have the ability ability to communicate effectively you are useless and i've learned this firsthand with myself so it took me decades to learn how to communicate effectively and i'm still learning i have not arrived i've got a lot of work to do but that is the number one piece of advice i could give you great question josh asks mark how long should each phase of strength mass mass and size hypertrophy and fat loss be programmed and he says two weeks four weeks four uh four to six weeks <sighs> josh i've done this many many times with myself getting ready for maybe a pitcher getting ready perform performance um with clients year round for the last almost 15 years now i'll tell you this once you clearly clearly define your goal this gets much easier what i mean by that if you're training performance athletes okay you have to understand where you need to get them and how fast you need to get them once you clearly define your goals those weeks will be pretty easy to to uh breakdown meaning how many weeks uh, each phase will last because you can reverse engineer it and that's what i do with everything if i know i have 12 weeks i have three phases maybe i'm you know i'm not necessarily making each phase four weeks but i'll know and here's how i'll know i know how much time i have to spend in strength based on the production of strength if i know they're still progressing maybe i need to download and take a week back I'm from the theory of two weeks of hard training, one week download, or at, at most three weeks, one week download. And if you're really pushing, this is necessary. And if you haven't done it, you need to try it because most people push, 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 push. And I always give the analogy that someone gave to me many years ago. If you have a cut on your finger, you keep rubbing that cut on the ground, that cut's never going to heal. You need to pull that finger off the ground and allow it to heal.
And that's what downloading is. So to answer your question, each person is different. You'll know based on their output and you'll know based on when their end goal is. What's the date? What's the date of performance? What's the date they need to uh, start preseason? What is the date they need to walk out on that stage? Whatever it may be. Know what your end goal is and reverse engineer it from there. I hope that helped, Josh. Katie. Katie is a very intelligent young lady who participates in all of our group programming at Anatomy. And she always has amazing questions. And she's smart as a whip, so I'm sure she's testing. She says, obviously, diet and exercise go hand in hand. And rumor has it that abs are made in the kitchen. What's your biggest nutritional problem you see and hear about that really hurts clients' progress towards gaining strength and getting lean? Well, I'll tell you. And she lists a few. She says, eating enough, too little protein. The number one problem I see with everyone, and she says nutritional problem. But this is a nutritional problem, and that problem is that of consistency. Most people don't understand how consistent they need to be from meal to meal, from day to day, week to week, and month to month. To make significant changes in the body, it requires significant discipline. It requires significant consistency over a long period of time. Now, you can make drastic changes in the body very quickly, but you won't be able to hold on to those changes because the body will respond. Once your body incurs high levels of stress, it responds with a survival tactic. And that survival tactic will cause you to retain fat, retain weight, retain water, and try to put yourself in a position for survival. So the number one problem I see is consistency. That's the number one problem. And if you wanted to give you a true nutritional number two, my true nutritional number two would be people don't understand how many calories they're taking in a day-to-day basis. I'm not saying it's calorie in, calorie out, but I am saying that if you don't understand what nutritional values are in each foods calorically in regards to fat grams, protein grams, carbohydrate grams, you're going to be so off. You can't really guess. You have to know it. And if you don't know it, you're guessing. And that's kind of like guessing. Maybe I'll be in shape. Maybe I won't. You can't guess when you want to be in optimal condition. You just can't. I hope that helped, Katie. Um, Three, Daniel. Daniel attended our seminar. It says, uh, Mark, I attended the Anatomy Way seminar this past weekend. For those of you who don't know, we had an incredible seminar this past weekend at Anatomy at 1220. We had our trainers speak on different topics. People showed up to listen. They asked us uh, you know, uh, several questions at the end of the seminar. It went very well. I was happy with, very happy with all of our team. It was outstanding. What a great weekend. He says, I attended, me, attended the Anatomy Way seminar this past weekend. It was amazing. Do you see an anatomy hosting more seminars? Absolutely. We're going to try to do them as much as possible, I think at least three times a year. And even one day coming up with a certification designed by you and the rest of the anatomy trainers. Absolutely. I mean, that's the end goal uh, for education. But let me just tell you, Daniel, as good as you are educationally, teaching, coaching, you need to learn from other people. So if I get to a place where I can continue to teach, 
have seminars, have an educational course, have a certification designed by our team, by our brand, and do the very best we can to improve this industry, I still need to learn from other people. I have a ton to learn. When it comes to improvement, man, I have a long way to go. But the answer to your question is yes, yes, and yes. So thank you for asking your question, Daniel. And thank you for attending. Kevin. Kevin asks, what are the different phases you use during your training and why? Well, my training is very specific to what I'm trying to do with my body. Number one, I'm 40 years old. So the most important thing for me is a combination of mobility work and movement. So I have my own style of mobility work and movement training. And I do that because it makes my body feel incredible. And I have a, a mashup of Unacademy drills. It's a um, uh, Paul Check drills. Uh, things I learned with BPS training in Aventura, Florida. And these things really make me feel amazing. I mean, I think I'm in, I feel, feel better rather than I did when I was playing professional sports. So the first phase for me is mobility and movement. I feel I'm pretty, uh, pretty strong structure. So I kind of, uh, I don't spend too much time there. I go straight to mobility and movement and then I hit strength and then I go to hypertrophy because my end goal for me if it's not just feeling good and feeling as healthy as possible, it's usually taking some sort of picture because that's what I do. Okay. Yes, I'm a personal trainer. And yes, at times I function as a strength coach, a performance coach. But I'm asked to take pictures because I do represent a few brands. So the end goal for me would be the hypertrophy phase. And I don't do a whole bunch of um, getting lean, getting ripped up at the end. I pretty much get as fit as I can, and then I take the picture, but that's me. So the different phases for me are mobility and movement, strength and hypertrophy. Uh, Neo X asks, what is a good post-workout carb? 60 or 30, looking at your program. The sports drinks have a lot of sugar. I'm trying to limit my sugar intake. Well, you know, there's a big... Um, debate on whether you know the post-workout insulin spike is positive or negative most people feel like you absolutely need it I've done both you know I've gone into my workouts post-workout where you know I take in some simple sugars right away in the form of dextrose and then I've gone to periods where I don't do that at all and I gotta tell you in regards to feel yeah, I certainly feel the difference. I feel more full, I feel more energy filled, and I feel replenished when I take something in in the form of dextrose. When I don't, I feel um, certainly a bit depleted, but it doesn't crush me. I'm not that sensitive like that. Uh, I have clients that they eat no carbs for a day and they're ready to whittle away. I mean, I did no carbs for two years. I didn't even eat vegetables. And I'm not saying you should do that. It's actually horrible for your body. But I did that. And I wasn't dying. And I wasn't ready to keel over and pass out. So I think we get a bit dramatic with some of these things. But for optimal performance and optimal recovery, recovery rather, I think you should certainly take some in post-workout in a form of dextrose. Okay? Um, sleepy Dog Fitness. 
he says, I hope the podcast podcast goes well. Thank you. I think it would be great to hear your opinion on changing fats during dieting from solid fats like PB2 to liquid like macadamia nut oil or others. I've always valued your opinion, and I think it would be a great question. I think it's a great question. It's absolutely a great question, but I will tell you this. I don't jockey or go back and forth with my fats. I just don't do that, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. But what's always worked for me is I stick to liquid fats. And I'm a fish oil person. I'm a coconut oil person, um, hemp oil, uh, krill. But I, I don't really, I wouldn't take in PB2 if I was trying to do anything significant with my body and my body changes. That's just me. I'm not saying it's a bad product. I don't think that company's bad. I think it actually tastes pretty good. But that's just me. Okay. So I would just stick to the oils. That's what I do. And the reason I stick to the oils is because when I measure out the oils, they're easy to, easy to track. So that's that works for me. And at the end of the day, nutrition and tracking is trying to simplify everything and make it as simple as possible. I said that twice, but I felt it was necessary. <laughs> okay. All right. I listen to every podcast, great content. I love the training questions. But as a business owner, I would like to know when your last vacation was, where you went, and for how long. So Michelle asked me, when was my last vacation? Um, look, this is my first time owning a business or being a partner in a business of this magnitude. Um, I have amazing partners but I made a promise to them that I would do my very best and make sure that this thing ran smoothly and not it didn't just survive, but we kind of took charge of the industry in our area. And I don't think I can do that by taking many vacations. I did take a vacation with my wife. Uh, we went to Greece. And this was a, a, a week vacation, uh, 10 days. We went to... Um, Mykonos, we went to um, Sardin Sardinia, not Sardinia, excuse me, um, the other one, I'll think of it in a second, uh, Santorini, so we went to Mykonos, Santorini, and then we went to um, Athens, and it was incredible, I highly recommend it, it was amazing, had a blast, the food's incredible, the people are awesome, it was just amazing all the way around, I strongly suggest you take a trip to Greece if you're if you have the time and you have the finances. Uh, but I do take a, a, a few trips a year, like three-day trips, right? One of my uh, good friends has a home up north in the Hamptons. We go there a few couple times a year. It's incredible. I mean, they're just amazing people who uh, want to see people enjoy what they have. And they're just awesome. So I, I go there a couple times a year. And then I might take a few trips for speeches and things of that nature, but it's not just vacation, there's work in there. So um, I hope that answers your question. <sighs> okay. Steve asks, what do you think is one thing that the training field in general needs to work on? Um, so... What the training field needs to work on. I think what, I think what he's asking is what what do I think as a whole as the industry what they need to improve on. And as a whole, there's actually two things. The first thing is I think um, 
coaching. And what I mean by that is the ability to connect with people. I've had the same clients um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for example, uh, at 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock for the last 10 years. And the reason for that is not because I'm the very best personal trainer in history, far from it, but I pay attention, I listen, I'm focused on them, and I believe I'm relatable, meaning when you make the other person the most important person, you pay attention to what their needs are. You pay attention to how they're feeling that day. What's important to them? If you can connect each and every time. And I'm not, you're not going to get a mind-blowing connection every time out the gate. But you should certainly try. I think that's special. I don't think people understand how powerful coaching is. Sometimes personal trainers, strength coaches, they get so fixated on their program and, and the way it's got to work and let's get that 40 down or let's get this bench press strong or this squat let's get this deadlift right let's do this this is what we're going to be doing or you're a slacker if you're not doing it right dude people are human most people don't have incredible discipline so they hire you because they want to get a little bit of what you have on them and if you can get that across your through your head and help people and understand going in that they probably don't have it but they're trying to get it and a good coach can help them get it and that's the bottom line no you can't save everyone but number one you should certainly try and number two if you can coach you can turn people you can turn people into a productive hard worker yes you can of course you can. Now, they're not going to be Navy SEALs or they're not going to be professional football players, but you can get them great improvements if you focus on coaching. So work on your coaching skills. <laughs> Number two, the other thing the industry, I believe the industry as a whole needs to work on is their egos. We are all working extremely hard. I don't believe I work harder than the next person. I work hard. I don't compare myself to anyone. Like, I don't do that. Of course I used to do that when I was a young, immature idiot. But now I know I have to wake up early, go to work, work hard, enjoy my work, and do my best to try to get my clients results by being thoughtful and, and, and strategic. That's what it is. I don't hate on anyone else. I've never seen anything like it. Lately, it's like, this trainer's great. This trainer's not good. This person stole this from me. It's ridiculous, man. If you think that way, not only are you an egomaniac, you're an insecure egomaniac. We get into this field to help people. Help people. You help people by sharing, speaking positively. Influence, influencing people in a positive way. That's what it is. If you're always calling people out and screaming at people and saying this person sucks, you're obviously not good enough to focus on you. That's psychology 101, man. 
grow up. But I think this industry is making great strides. And I think this industry is changing and saving lives and improving uh, the quality of people's lives. And I think there's some amazing, there are some amazing personal trainers out there. Every single personal trainer at Anatomy at 1220 is freaking awesome. You know why? Because I wouldn't have let them in the door unless I thought they were awesome. And then if they can stay in the building, that means that they're doing the things they're supposed to do. If they're caring about others, if they're being teammates, if they're working hard, if they're being thoughtful, if they're being genuine, if they're working on their skill set, if they're being good people, thank God we have them. You know, I'm so proud of all of, all of them. Uh, I have several trainers in the industry that I think the world of. Manning Sumner is an awesome trainer. Joe, Sergeant Joe from Legacy, awesome trainer. You know why? Because both those guys care and they're knowledgeable. Cody Patrick's a great trainer. Awesome. He cares. Matt Pack, Primal Fit, awesome trainer. He cares. And by the way, they don't just care. They also have to be smart, really smart. Great trainers. Matt Miller, great trainer. Roberto Guzman, great trainer. My man Nelson, awesome trainer. All these guys, they're they're smart. They, They know the field. They love it. This is special, man. You know, I want to surround myself with hardworking, overachievers who love to work and are has show empathy, has, excuse me, have empathy, are passionate, and love what they do. Period. Okay, so I have a message from Gina, and Gina leaves me the longest messages ever, and. Um, they're very complimentary. And she says, you know, Mark, you have no idea how much you have. Uh, your presence has made a difference in my life. So I'm happy to hear that. And she's very, very complimentary. She says, I owe you a depth of gratitude. Someday maybe I can repay. Uh, thanks for the latest inspiration video. It came at the most opportune time. Much needed time. Um, but then at the end... She says that she has a difficult time working, getting her upper arms strong. And certain movements give her uh, a difficult time. So I don't know what her injury is because I know that she had, she's saying that her elbow, she has a bit of tendonitis in her, excuse me, her wrist. So this is what I think she could do. When anyone's trying to get their arm strong, for example, I can just give you an example of how I use, um, she says she has wings, which is interesting because the wings, they're a lot looser, and I'm, I believe she's referring to her tricep area. My mother used to joke and, and push the uh, her excess uh, weight around her back of her arms around and call her wings, and um, so that's your tricep area. So what we can do for that is I like to use a band and simply do tricep push down several times a week. Try to get a hundred push downs in several times a week and you'll see your arms tighten up very quickly. 
But I will tell you this. If you have a wrist issue and you're using your fingers to hold that band, it's going to be very taxing on your fingers. So what you need to do is adjust a handle and a harness around that, around that band to make sure your fingers don't get crushed. So if you use a carabiner and a handle, put that through the band, then you can do tricep pushdowns with that handle. I hope that helps, Gina. Okay, we have one more question on Facebook, and then I'm going to bounce here. Jason. Jason asks, Mark, what would you say the greatest learning experience has been for you as a personal trainer? Okay. I think the greatest learning experience for me as a personal trainer was when I was interning at a place called Bomberito Performance. There's a gentleman by the name of Pete Bomberito. And Pete Bomberito was quickly becoming a well-respected strength and conditioning coach many years ago. And I heard that and I wanted to work for him. I wanted to work for him because I knew he was smart. And here's the thing. Before I went to work for him, I had been offered jobs by professional organizations to be an assistant. And I knew that if I took those jobs, I wasn't ready. That's the most simple thing I can tell you. I wasn't ready. So in turn, I took a job that wasn't paid, that was actually as an intern, to learn from a person who I thought was very good. So that was probably the most valuable experience. Everyone looked at me uh, as if I should take this other job and I didn't take that job. And the truth, truth is I wasn't qualified to take that job. The reason I took the other job is because I could take my time learning and I knew I needed that. So I had to be humble enough to know that you're not ready for that, dude. You got to back up, make sure you learn as much as possible. And then maybe two or three years down the road, maybe you'll be ready for that. But those jobs were offers were over 10 years ago. And I still feel like I need to tighten my game up. I'm a person that I look since the day I was born, born, I've always loved to learn. Now, look, that doesn't mean it came easy. I've always struggled, but I love to learn because it makes me feel good. I enjoy knowledge. I enjoy adding to what God has given me. That's just me. I've lived my life like this for a long time. Put in the work. Be a good person. Good things come back to you. That's the way the world works in my opinion. I'm not saying it always works out. But the best experience for me was giving up something. Going to something that was uh, supposed to be not as good. And it turned out to be better than ever. Because that gave me the confidence and that gave me uh, everything I needed. Okay. So look, you absolutely have to crawl before you walk. You have to walk before you can run. And before you sprint, you better know how to run properly. I needed all the experience in the world. So take your time, learn as much as possible, surround yourself with people you can learn from. But also a very important side note, 
don't put yourself in a position to only surround yourself with people that you that are going to help you all the time because that's almost like a, a status jumper or a social climber which i hate i hate that more than anything in the world i really do surround yourself with good people because you can learn more from good people than from anyone on this planet because sometimes the good people that may not have the highest education in the world that may not have all the money in the world can teach you the most important thing in the world which is how to be human one of the most important factors that's overlooked each and every day being human being understanding being kind being polite helping that neighbor don't always put yourself in a position around people because they can help you i understand survival of the fittest i get that I get how you climb. I get that. Surround yourself with good people. That's the best advice I could give you. I'm going to tune out now, guys. Thank you very much for tuning into the Magnum Method podcast. And I promise I'm going to have a very special guest on next week. So stay tuned. Have an awesome weekend. Enjoy, my friends. One day at a time. Live your life to the fullest. I'm out.